0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Smarter Securities podcast from Global Custodian in partnership with Swift. I'm John Watkins, Managing Editor of Global Custodian, and today I'm joined by Isabel Usha, CEO of Euronex Lisbon. Isabel, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Good. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And, and this very much, for me, continues some of the themes from Cybos last year, where the ESG responsibilities and actions from market infrastructures was, was a really big talking point. So I guess the first thing I, I would ask you is how do you view the role of market infrastructures in the whole ESG conversation?
1: Well, uh, capital market infrastructures and Euronext in particular are central and critical financial infrastructures in Europe. And um, and Euronext in particular is, is really the leading center of, of these capital markets in Europe because now we run Uh, regulated markets in in seven countries, so in Portugal, in France, in Italy, in Holland, in Belgium, in Ireland, in Norway, and and with significant presence in um, 18 countries, Uh, we are building this um, backbone of the the capital markets union, so a single capital markets for Europe, where big firms and SMEs find the necessary financing uh, to face the sustainability, the ESG challenges ahead ahead of all of us, ahead of them and, and ahead of all of us. So as as an infrastructure at the heart of, of capital markets, um, we need and we want to assume the responsibility to lead and to push for this ESG agenda as we believe that the climate challenge, the social progress, the good governance are critical pillars of a sustainable future for our economies and, and for our society. And, and as I said, we want to lead um, this sustainable finance agenda um, both by example, so as a company uh, with, with, with our own behaviors, uh, but as well as providing to issuers, investors, the tools and the knowledge and the products and services that will help them to achieve their own ESG ambitions and their, their own ESG uh, commitments. It's very important to understand that the climate ambition, the energy transformation are having and will continue to have a huge demand of of investments um, in the coming two decades. Some estimates say that only 10% of the total investment needed to address this energy transformation, the climate challenge. Have only have already been done, so we are still in the beginning of this road, and the the capital market infrastructure is possibly the best equipped market infrastructure uh, prepared to collect, you know, savings from um, you know all citizens uh, uh, around around Europe and around the world, and channel these uh, these these savings. To, to the companies and and to the projects that need to address these these challenges and very very interestingly is that this road as already this 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 way has already started so some companies have already started um, started going through this through this this route and just to give you one concrete figure um 2021 and most of 2020 were indeed record years in terms of of ipos and and capital raising uh secondary capital raising in europe with more than you know 75 billion euros raised just in 2021 and from our experience in in euronext markets about half of this capital is to be allocated to energy transition to carbon reduction and to several other in, environmental uh, challenges so uh, many companies are already uh, um finding the necessary funding to address these challenges in the capital markets, which, which is a good a good signal so we need to continue to have strong market if, strong capital market if, infrastructures to be able to to finance this this transition in in the years ahead
0: yeah some some good observations and, and as you mentioned at the start obviously Euronext has expanded in recent years through through um M&A activity and do you feel it's almost uh, with with great power comes great responsibility kind of moment as you get bigger it's almost more incumbent on you to to address these issues.
1: No, no, absolutely, absolutely is an expectation also from our stakeholders, from our clients, from our suppliers, from our regulators, from our governments. As we as we become bigger, as you said, um, we have more responsibility. Uh, just to also to to mention that um, this November. Euronext uh, presented its strategic plan for the coming three years. So uh, this plan is designated Growth for Impact 2024. Um, it's, um, it's, it's a plan, as the name shows, where we want to continue to grow, but we want also to have an impact uh, uh, with, with our growth. Um, so w- we are committed to go more and more in-depth, in in taking this responsibility so in the five pillars of this plan one of them is called empower sustainable finance and is all dedicated to ourselves and to our clients to achieve uh, you know uh, this and and and, and, to, and to walk this this route of uh, of of the esg uh, uh, challenges and in this in this pillar we um, for th- for the first time, we included a commitment of, of Euronext as a company to align all our activity with the 1.5 degree trajectory or degree ambition of the Paris Agreement. And this means that not only we are committing ourselves as a company to reduce our carbon footprint year by year to achieve, hopefully, well before 20, 2050, which is the um, European Union commitment uh, to achieve this uh, zero carbon footprint. But also, uh, we have put together, and I will talk about this a bit later in our conversation, we have put together a, a real roadmap of initiatives of products and services for our clients and of initiatives with our suppliers and with our teams, with our employees, to really make this we called it fit for 1.5. So we want to be fit for 1.5 uh, degrees uh, of the Paris Agreement, and we want to help both our clients, but also our suppliers and and our our teams to to be able to achieve this objective. And we are doing this under uh, very um, demanding and 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 proficient uh, um, um, frameworks, which is the uh, science based target framework for all three scopes of, of carbon emissions, So in, in absolute terms. So we are committing to the most demanding ambition and following uh, the, the you know, the best practice and the most uh, recognized uh, uh, standards.
0: Yeah. And, and that's really interesting because, you yeah, know, I do often wonder, you know, how, where, how do you benchmark? How do you measure? And obviously you you're following some of those initiatives, and you've got the the 1.5 degrees. Um, you know, was it was it a, a challenge to select, um, like I say, the the benchmarks and measurements that that best suit you as as a market infrastructure to to you know fulfill these these endeavors?
1: The roadmap of initiatives and and the standards we select is always a process of engaging with our clients, with our suppliers, with our regulators to find you know what are the best um solutions that we can develop together because this is an effort that has to be done you know together with our with our community uh, of stakeholders um ourselves uh, on our own and alone will not go very very far so um, so we try to make this a process that is dynamic in on one sense because some of these aspects are not Set in stone yet, so we will need to adapt to to standards that are being developed. But we try to be, you know, as as transparent as possible and as demanding as possible in terms of those uh, standards. I would like to give you a bit of a flavor of what we are doing with our clients, for example, in terms of of products and services. Basically, we have two groups of of clients: our issuers on one side, so the companies that use capital markets to finance their 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 growth and their innovation and their expansion. And then we have investors on, on the other side. So on the on the issuer side, we have basically been engaging with them and help them to, on one side, build their own ESG ambitions and targets. And on the other side, help them to dialogue with investors. Um, because we have a growing and ever more demanding uh, um, set of investors, of, of capital market investors who are themselves including ESG criteria and, and ESG thematics in their in their investment portfolios, and who are themselves also having to adapt to the new uh, uh, regulatory frameworks that are coming out uh, in terms of ESG transparency and, and ESG uh, reporting. So we, we started by launching an ESG reporting uh, guide in 2019, uh, exactly to help our issuers, you know, to understand the the, the standards and and the, the best practices in terms of communication and to to find out what are the the most followed uh, KPIs by investors. And we are now in our new roadmap going to update uh, in the coming weeks this this um, reporting guide to have a special focus on the 1.5 degree alignment. Uh, a, a, as we have this objective uh, a, as a company, uh, in parallel we have developed uh, an ESG advisory service. Uh, why have we developed this ESG advisory? Because we we came out to the conclusion that eventually for larger companies they are more capable of of, of, of dealing with this with these uh, you know topics which are sometimes very specialized and very technical somehow, um, but. Smaller companies, SMEs, may face more challenges. So um, that's why we have we have developed this ESG advisory, and we are now also focusing uh, on the 1.5 degree uh, ambition. One more important um, initiative that is in our roadmap is to launch a climate leaders segment. So it's part of our strategic plan until 2024, to, and it will probably happen in 2023, early 2023. Um, to launch uh, um, a climate leader segment. Again, the objective here is uh, to give companies the possibility to showcase and and to have more visibility on their climate alignment uh, strategies, KPIs, and and developments. And on the other side, give investors more um, information and more clarity exactly on which companies are doing this this, this efforts, but going going down not to our investors. We have a number of initiatives. I'm not obviously covering everything here, but just two topics uh, that may be um, uh, more visible and more relevant at this point. One is on the bond markets. We are uh, facing and, and seeing a, a very strong development of what we call ESG uh, bonds. Um, they have expanded significantly. We have launched the green bond segment in 2019, and in 2020 and 2021, we have enlarged this uh, segment and added other uh, ESG segments uh, for for this kind of bonds. So social bonds, sustainability bonds, sustainability linked bonds, and there are now some topics developing on transition, for example, um, and 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 um, blue and um, biodiversity. So this, this market is expanding and it's is becoming more specialized as well. And our approach has been to accept the industry standards, which to the moment are basically the ECOMA the, the standards. But we are also ready to adopt the European Union green bond segment once this segment is, is, is finalized. And, and we are now working on, uh, again, uh, giving special visibility to those bond issuers that are also aligned with the 1.5 degree uh, uh, ambition and in the coming weeks you will probably also hear from us uh, uh, more in detail about this this initiative um just to give you again one figure in 2021 2021 was a, was a record year of of ESG bond issuance there is a strong demand by investors and 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 companies are are responding to this demand and and issuing bonds and and financing their their sustainability projects with this instrument. This segment may have reached over one trillion euros, uh, uh, about six hundred billion in in Euronext, and this volume was about three times the level of 2020. So the market tripled in 2021 relative to 2020, and it had doubled in 2020 relative to 2019. So it's really uh, an instrument that is uh, helping companies and and projects to to, to finance in the sustainability agenda in particular on the green uh, aspects of the environmental and climate uh, um, topics, but growingly in in other areas as well, like social investments uh, and other types of of sustainability related uh, topics. The other important role of big um, changes are uh, on the index markets. Um, you know that um, passive investment continues to grow and continues to take uh, uh, market share uh, relative to uh, to to all investment uh, uh, portfolios. Um, so if people are investing more and more um, in 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 passive managed funds. Passive managed funds means funds that are indexed to an index, to a portfolio that is defined usually by index providers, and exchanges are very important uh, uh, index providers. So um, building these indices is is a very important responsibility uh, because we need to make sure uh, that we that we use the best criteria to um, select and to build. Uh, the portfolios according to their uh, um, to investors' objectives, and um, and we are now providing, for example, uh, uh, just one figure Euronext, about seventy seven zero families of ESG indices. Twenty of them were developed in twenty twenty one, and we continue to to develop more. And we are now at a very uh, interesting phase of this process, where we are also offering or starting to offer. The ESG index versions of our um, main benchmarks, for example, we have launched the CAC 40 ESG. So now investors that track the the CAC 40 have an ESG option if they want to migrate or to start a portfolio. Uh, The MIB ESG in Italy, the EAX ESG in in Holland, and a few more will come uh, this year.
0: Yeah, you know, it strikes me just how many kind of stakeholders and how many um, you know, people have this kind of vested interest in what you're doing and you have clients and, and issuers and investors. I guess what I'm quite interested in is how do your efforts differ uh, between retail and institutional investors when you know, you're considering the, the clients?
1: Basically, for retail investors, we have a number of financial literacy or ESG literacy, if you will, uh, initiatives on one side. Um, for example, there is one week uh, in the year, the, which is the World What the World Investor Week, where uh, in all our countries we develop workshops, uh, webinars, and and several uh, initiatives to improve knowledge on ESG um, and on on financial products as a whole. And ESG has been on the center of 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 this uh, of this initiative but on our website we make a significant effort and a significant investment to have a section dedicated to to ESG products and services and in this section um investors can find uh information of about, about all the products and services in a, in a simple accessible clear language that's very important as to institutional investors uh, we have uh, in particular for for larger ones we have a more customized uh, approach for example in our index offer we work together with with many of um of european product providers in particular uh, structured product providers um and we are now uh, the leading index provider for ESG structured products in Europe so we develop uh, indices which are customized for this large institutional investors and are customized uh, in terms of, for example, thematics. So we have developed, you know, climate, water, uh, circular economy, um, biodiversity this year. We, we launched the first social index, which is focused on on social businesses. Um, so, um, But also on, you know, selection and exclusion approaches, uh, because, uh, you know, clients have different appetites for uh, different types of um, of selection and and exclusion um, approaches of, of some sectors, for for example. So it's a it's a different approach.
0: I, I guess you know you've been through so much and and uh, what you're doing here, and it's it's quite astounding actually just how many um, initiatives and and projects you've got going on. It must certainly, yeah. certainly keep you busy over there at Euronext on top of everything else you're, uh, um you know you're aiming to achieve. But I guess to just to, to finish off, I mean this is. Obviously, in evolving space, it's only going to become more important over time. Are there any other trends or or predictions you see in the future um, that you as a market infrastructure uh, will need to to react to and and evolve in to to meet those demands yourself?
1: We are um, committing on one side or we are focusing more on one side on climate commitment, but also on empowering our people uh, to grow, to perform, to innovate. With a special focus on diversity, so um, this social pillar and obviously governance pillar, which is very important as well of the ESG uh, agenda is is also very important, and I believe it's becoming more and more more and more relevant. So on one side the the climate ambition is is requiring us to set uh, targets, kPIs. Um, you know, Scope 1, Scope 2, Scope 3, um, and, and significant investments. We are also uh, looking at the footprint of our software and of our hardware. Um, and, and, um, and we are now moving our our main data center to to Italy in June. And this new data center is already a green data center. It's very interesting because it's totally powered by renewable energy uh, mostly self-produced um, um, from own hydroelectric plants and solar panels, um, and um, and we also are um, um, taking a, a, a number of other initiatives internally to to address this this issue. So, as the ambition raises, uh, the, the the number of initiatives and the level of investment has to increase. Um, as you know, we are both. A finance company and an IT company, and finance and IT have not been, you know, good sectors, uh, um, in terms of diversity. Uh, but we are doing a very deliberate and focused effort to to improve, um, to improve and and um, just again to give you a concrete uh, a number, we have reached uh, now forty percent women in our supervisory board, and uh, thirty three percent, so one third. Uh, in our managing board, um, and this, although it's not perfect, uh, it's been a significant improvement because just five years ago we had no women in the managing board, um, and je- and had just one in the supervisory board, and we had no men- women um, CEO of your Euro- of a Euronext country, and we now have have three. So um, it's uh, it's a significant progress. Looking into the near future, I would say so in the. In, in in this in these coming years, I say, I I see um, basically um, you know a huge investment and financing challenge ahead of our of our economies, of our countries, of our companies to perform you know the the transition, uh, specifically the the energy transition and the climate uh, challenges uh, that we have ahead of us, and that will stay with us at least for I would say another twenty years, and and in all companies. Uh, more or less, uh, sooner or later, uh, we'll have to to adapt and we'll have to transform. So uh, uh, that's that's our that's what we are here for. You know, to empower this sustainable growth together with our with our clients, with our companies, and with our investors.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, Isabel, it's been fascinating hearing about all these initiatives. So thank you so much for your your thought and updates today. Um, it's, uh, like I say, a, lo- a lot of food for thought, but um, it's quite incredible how many uh, initiatives you're undertaking. So thanks very much for being a, a guest today on the Smarter Securities podcast. And we uh, hope to hear again from you soon.
1: Thank you, too. It was a pleasure.